Well, if you'll open your Bible to page 1073, I believe is the correct number. We're going to be over in the book of James, uh, one of my little favorite books in the, in the New Testament. And we're going to be looking at a verse in a moment. And I want to talk to you today about, uh, about, your, uh, about your spiritual temperature. And I thought, well, now how will I get into that? And I thought, well, maybe the better way to get into that or a possible way to get into that would be just to talk about our physical temperature. Now, you know, everything is different. I remember when they, and most all of you will, when you had, they put the thing in your mouth and you had to keep your mouth closed and for three minutes they'd take it out. Now they just have the little deal and I meant to bring ours and I forgot it. Do you ever forget things? Is it... Yeah, I, mean, I told Dottie this one, I said, don't let me forget to take that uh, new high-tech thermometer. Well, she forgot to tell me and I forgot to get it. So we're both by the same boat. But it's the neatest thing in the world. You just put it up on your head and do like this. Now, I noticed in the hospital, they have something even better than that. They don't even run the thing across your head. They just kind of stick it up here and it tells. And of course, uh, it's just it, immediately you know your temperature. Now, you know, Probably a normal body temperature is like 98.6. But then I read some things that say this, you know, that's not exactly 100%, but that would probably be in the range of right. But here's, here's the bottom line. If you check your temperature and like it, it's 100.4, if it's 100.4, you have a fever. Now, if you check it and it says 103, 103, well, then, then uh, you, you, it's, you're considered to have a high fever. If you take your temperature and it's 104, it's potentially dangerous. And then if 105 up, well, get, get help quick. That's be what I say to that. I mean, you, you'd be in real trouble with that. Now, the, the other extreme, there is another extreme, and that is to have a, a low fever. And anything like below 95 degrees Fahrenheit is, is considered a low. That's hypothermia. And of course, if you have that, you need to contact your doctor. Now, while we have various ways, you know, whether it's putting it in your mouth or however it is, or you do it this way, you take it across your head or you can stick it in your ear. And there's just all kind of modern ways to take the physical temperature. God, in a way, gives us a spiritual thermometer to see how we are doing, what our temperature is spiritually, how our spiritual life is doing. And it's very, very interesting to me as I think about it. If you look in James chapter 3, um, and, and, and then you look down in verse number 2, we see it. It's an interesting verse. It says, we all stumble in many things. One of the newer translations says, we all make many mistakes. Well, we, we do. I mean, we're human beings. We're all going to stumble. We're all going to make many mistakes. But then it's very interesting. It says, if anyone does not stumble in word. Now, <laughs> you know, I think about all the ways that I stumble. You think about in your life the many different ways you stumble. Uh, we all make mistakes. But the one that is singled out here is not anger. You would think it would say, you know, uh, if anyone gets angry or if anyone struggles with having a forgiving spirit or 
if anyone uh, has a temper problem or if anyone has thoughts they shouldn't have, I mean, the list could just be endless. But it's not so. It says, if anyone does not stumble in word, that is in what we say, he is a perfect man. That is, he's, he's a mature Christian person, which means also he's able to bridle the whole body. Now, the New Living Translation, let me read it. It says, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect, complete, and could also control ourselves in every other way. And then, you know, as you, as you look on the verses following that, if you look down verses 3, 4, and 5, it's very interesting. You know, he's just made it clear that our, our words, if you want to know how you're doing spiritually, pay attention to what you say and how you say what you say. And that just really kind of is the thermometer to how you're doing in your spiritual life. Now, as you look in verses 3 and 4, it talks about, it illustrates the ability of a small object to control a much larger object. Verse 3 says, we put bits in horses' mouths. Now, bits compared to horse bits would be very small compared to horses. But he says, but they may obey us and we turn their whole body. Then in verse 4, the same deal. How a small object can control a much larger object. Look also at ships. Although they are large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, whether ever the pilot desires. And then when you look down in verse number five and six, it illustrates how a small object can literally uh, destroy a much larger object. Verse five says, even so the tongue is a little member, that's a small object. Also boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. A tongue, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is also set among our members uh, that it defiles the whole body and sets the fire on course of nature and is set on fire by hell. You know, as I read that, you know, just like a little spark can just destroy a whole forest. I remember, and you remember, as I mentioned it, you might not remember the date, but it was in 2016 over in the Smoky Mountains. Uh, there were these two or three boys up at the very top of the mountains were just playing with matches. It was, it was determined they had no, there was no motive. There was no, they weren't trying to set anything fire. They were playing some kind of game with matches. But Somehow that got out of control and these two juveniles, what they were doing up there, even though it was very small as it started, it burned 17,900 acres. It did $2 billion in damages and resulted in 14 deaths. And if you go back, for example, today to Pigeon Forge or to Gatlinburg, uh, most all of that is uh, not, not the forest part, but like, like the town. The, the place where Dottie and I had stayed, um, well, since, uh, well, over 50 years, and it was just our favorite place to go stay. Well, 
<laughs> that was the only place in downtown Gatlinburg that was actually just completely destroyed and is never going to be rebuilt. And there'd be some reasons for that. But it was a very sad thing. And when I read those verses in James, I think about that. So, you know, there's a life application as I think about that verse, uh, it, you know, about our words. You know, it's not, just, it's not just what we say. We have to think how people are going to receive what we say. You know, sometimes I can say something to Dottie, and if I don't think ahead, my, my intent may be good. I'll give myself credit. But like, I didn't think it through. And, uh, well, I had an issue, an issue yesterday. I was, I was watching her uh, try to navigate some stuff and she got through and I built up my courage. And I said, um, you know, she, Dottie's trying to um, simplify her life, better organize and all, we all do that. And I said, I've been kind of watching this back and forth deal of what you're doing here. I said, could I offer you maybe uh, something to think about? I thought, now, boy, that's, that sounds good. <laughs> and she said, yes, if it'll help me. I well, I did. And somehow it didn't work out like I intended. I mean, like, <laughs> it, it didn't come across to her. It, but but that's, that's the whole problem was, you know, speaking. Like as a preacher, many times, I mean, you've got all these people and we all hear things from our perspective. People do. They, they hear things kind of from where they are in life. And sometimes people read things into things that aren't there. We've all do that. But, you know, this whole idea of our words. And so what I thought we might do today, I thought, you know, I want to give them something today that, uh, that maybe they can uh, take home in their hand and that would be a help to them. So what I want to do, I'm going to make an acrostic out of the word think, T-H-I-N-K, and there it is on the screen. And when you leave today, out on the tables, there's a little bookmark, and I, the staff did this uh, hurriedly this morning, so it, it may not be the state of the art as far as how it looks, but I, I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's fine, but I, I just first of all thank them. Um, when I asked them really late last night, I sent an email to Lisa and said, is there any way we could get this little bookmark made for tomorrow? And they, and they said, we'll get it done. And so they did, and I appreciate it so much. So I hope you'll pick one up. But, I, you know, like our words, we, need, we, we all know we need to think before we speak uh, and, and kind of try to process what we're going to say. And uh, so how, what, how will this help us? Well, the little word think, let's make an acrostic. I think one of the first things before we say anything, we need to ask ourselves is, is it true? Is what I'm going to say actually true? Now, we could talk forever about that. But many times uh, we, we, are, we are told things and the people or the person who tells us is not trying to deceive us, but the fact of the matter is they don't firsthand know whether what they're about to say is really true or not. Is it true? Like, if we're going to say something, we need to know the best we can, is it true? I know, like, I've had this happen over the years, and I try to guard against it. 
I, I can think of a couple of occasions where someone would come to me before church service. Now, this is my pre-First Baptist Pasadena days. This was my younger years of ministry. And they'd tell me that, Pastor, I don't know if you heard, but so-and-so died this morning. And you need to ask the church to pray for them. And I did that a time or two. The problem was they hadn't died. <laughs> and... Uh, as a young minister, I learned I don't make those kind of announcements till I talk to the nearest of kin to verify they've died. But it isn't just that. It's in all around, you know, people, we, we can't control what people say, but here's what we can do. We can say to ourselves, if I'm going to say something, I want to put it to the test. Number one, do I know for a fact it is true? Well, what about the H? Well, is it helpful? Is it helpful? Uh, you know, I, I love one of my favorite verses in the New Testament is in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. It says, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. In other words, our words are to edify. Our words are to build up. Is it helpful? If I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, is it helpful? Uh, John and I had an interesting experience last Thursday. A pastor from another city uh, flew into Houston, and all this was prearranged, and they wanted to spend three or four hours with, with me and sometime in that with John as well. And they, they wanted to just, I, in fact, it's most remarkable. The young man was 39 years of age, and he's just a brilliant young man and is doing a great job where he is, but... He, he's visiting some older pastors, and I don't know why he chose me. But, uh, and then he wanted to hear what John had learned as well. But, you know, as we, as we got into that, and he began to share things like, you know, tell me how you would handle this situation or how you would handle that situation. I, I was thinking about this age. I thought, now, you know, I need to be very careful here. I won't be sure what I say is helpful, not discouraging to him. I won't tell him the truth as best I know and maybe might have a thing or two that will help. But is it, is it helpful? You know, some things that we might know even to be true, uh, if we told them it really wouldn't be helpful, it might be harmful. So will it be helpful? And then the I, is it inspiring? You know, our words, you know, words are, words are powerful. That old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's just not true. You, you really can inspire people with words. I learned this fresh recently. I had four weeks of home therapy where a therapist came to the house to help me get where I could uh, go through to get back to trying to, you know, to the point where I knew what to do to keep doing it, where I can finally get back to as I need to be in my walking. And, uh, you know, now the therapist, uh, like obviously knew what she was doing. But, uh, you know, I, I, as I look back on that four weeks, th the therapist was so positive. Like in the very beginning, like on my standard, I was just not doing good at all. But like, it was always just, in, you, you know, you're doing good. You're making progress. You're doing better today than you did yesterday. 
uh, and you know, they measure things, right? Yeah, you've done. And, and I look back on that and I thought, well, you know, the best thing about that therapist was not just their, their knowledge of what I needed to be able to do, but, but just the way they went about to inspire people. And then the end, is it necessary? Um, <laughs> probably if, if I went by the end, about 75% of what I say, I would never say because it's probably not very necessary. You know, we're all kind of wordy. Would you not agree with that? And, and, and you know, is it, does it even need to be said? And then the K, uh, is, is it kind? Is it kind? Now, the little word think, and you'll have a little bit more. You can just almost memorize that yourself. And it's kind of like the multiplication tables. If you kind of commit something to memory, it, you don't even really have to think like two times two is four. I don't have to process that. It just, you know, eight times eight is 64. We know that the ABCs, we know the ABCs. Now, if we could take this word think and just in our mind, as we carry on conversations, it just be, you the mind's an amazing thing. Is it true? Uh, is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And, and let that kind of be the guide I think what we would do, we would find that our spiritual temperature in all of our life, uh, it will, we'll be able to control things and it's all built around our tongue and our words. Now, here's what I believe. <clears throat> well, even physically, my body temperature won't always be 98.6, nor will yours. Sometimes we all get a fever. We catch something, get a little fever. Now, our spiritual temperature won't always be 98.6 either. Sometimes, well, the Bible says it, we all stumble in many ways. We all make mistakes. Well, that's true. But that doesn't mean because we make a mistake that that's the end of the deal. Uh, we're human beings. But our, our goal, we ought to make a goal that with our words, we're going to try to be 98.6. And what we say is going to be what God would have us to say, it would be good for people, be encouraging to people. And, and I'm hoping the little bookmark today that you're going to pick up will help you do that. Well, Father God, I bless you today and thank you today. I thank you for the book of James. It's such a practical book, God. It's just really a book that shows what, what real Christianity is as you read through the book. And then it begins dealing with our words and I pray, God, that as we speak, and we all do, and we're thankful for that, but God, help us to pay attention to what we say and how we say it. And God, may our words always be a blessing and encouragement to others. There's many things we, we all can't do, but God, one thing we all can do, we can take our words, and with our words, we can bless other people, encourage other people. Help us even today to do that is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.